Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. I am your host, Heather Love. I'm excited you're here. I'm doing a special eight-week series based on the teachings in The Book of Joy, authored by Douglas Abrams. This book has changed my life, and I wanted to share it with you. In 2015, good friends, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu met in India over the course of a week to discuss the nature of joy and obstacles to reaching it. Together, they offered eight pillars of joy, which provide the foundation for lasting happiness. In this series, we'll break down each pillar in detail so that you will have the tools you need to find pure joy. I have highlighted so many passages in my copy of the book. I will talk about some of these highlights during the episodes, but would love for you to pick up your own copy and pick out your own favorite parts. Please join me in finding lasting happiness in a changing world. Pillar 6. Gratitude. This is the second of the four joy pillars that are qualities of the heart. At the beginning of this series, we discussed the four pillars that are qualities of the mind. Last week, we talked about what forgiveness is and what it is not. We discussed the physical ailments that you are susceptible to if you hold on to resentment and why it's so important to not give the keys to your happiness to someone else. We talked about why revenge is never the answer and how seeing the light in others will release the darkness. If you haven't given it a listen yet, I invite you to go check it out. Many, many years ago, I watched a movie that changed my life. And I'm not even saying it for effect. Like it actually changed so much for me. It's a movie from Wayne Dyer called The Shift. And that's exactly what it did for me. It shifted how I viewed my world. If you haven't seen it, I won't ruin it for you. But there is one part that stuck out for me. In the beginning of the movie, Wayne gets up at 3 a.m. and he said the first thing he does every day as he puts his feet on the floor is he thanks the divine for giving him another day. He says a prayer and sits in gratitude for waking up and being alive. So I'm not going to lie. My first thought was 3 a.m. You have got to be kidding me. If I'm awake at 3 a.m., I am definitely not going to be thankful. But the idea stuck with me. No matter what time you wake up to start your day, by being grateful that you get another shot at this thing called life, you are setting the tone for the day. The reality is that we all have a limited amount of time in this body. This lifetime is precious. And sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in all the bullshit of the world and forget just how quickly the time can pass us by. For most of my life, I woke up every day and without conscious thought on my part would quote unquote think about how much I didn't want to get up, how tired I was, and usually would calculate how many hours until I could go back to sleep. When I reflect back now, I see how much time I have wished away. I can't wait until it's 5 p.m. I can't wait until Friday. I can't wait until summer and on and on it goes. 
that wishing was always quickly followed by the list of to-dos that needed to be done for the day. And then I would drag myself out of bed and in to take a shower, usually filled with dread and no energy for what was ahead for the day. What happens then is that you are never in the present moment, which is really the only one that matters. You are already starting your day in a low vibe state, not being grateful that you even woke up today. When you can interrupt this pattern, you will notice an immediate shift in how you go about your day. Maybe this means you have to wake up five minutes earlier than you did yesterday. But think about how it feels in your body with everything I've already described, the hustle of the day mixed with wishing you could jump to another day or time versus if you just take a pause and take the deepest breath that you might take all day. You think about how grateful you are to be here. You know there are people who won't wake up today and how many of their dreams will never be fulfilled. You remember that you get another chance to make this the best day you've ever had. You think about your loved ones and how you get another chance to make sure they know how much they mean to you. You smile knowing that you have the power to decide that you get to approach this day with love. Just five minutes of gratitude to start your day can set the tone for ease and joy and peace. I have also heard Louise Hay talk about this in the past where she spent a full five minutes giving gratitude for her bed and blankets and pillows. Whatever feels right to you is what you should do. You can't do gratitude wrong. When I was going through my Dharma certification program, one of the things they taught us was to approach each coaching session with awe and wonder. The point of this is to keep us present while also inviting in curiosity. From this place, no judgment can enter. Think about it. If you are truly curious about what someone is saying or doing, you are just observing. If you're an empath like I am, maybe you can even feel what's going on with them at this time. But there is no room for you to be judgy because you are in the present moment. I loved this advice so much that I do my best to just approach all of life this way. If you've ever spent any time with a child, you know that sense of wonder where everything seems magical and like it's one surprise after another. Of course, as we grow older, we start to know what things do and where they come from, but the lesson is the important part here. For instance, I know that if I blow soap through a little wand with a hole at the end, that a bubble is going to come out. But what I don't know is how big I can blow that bubble, what colors are going to show up in it, or how high up in the sky it's going to go after I let it go. That is childlike wonder, and you can apply it to any situation or conversation you have. When was the last time you slowed down while eating and really enjoyed the flavors and textures of the food? Or do you just hurry up and eat and never really think about it? What if you took a second to savor the food in front of you and give thanks for what so many in this world wish they could have? This isn't an exercise in making you feel guilty for what you have and what others don't. This is embodying gratitude because you know how lucky you are. 
as they say in the chapter of this book, gratitude is the recognition of all that holds us in the web of life and all that has made it possible to have the life that we have and the moment that we are experiencing. So what if you aren't grateful for a particular thing in your life right now? Well, they address that in the book too. It ties back into the perspective pillar that we talked about in week one. On page 243, there is a quote from a monk that says, Sometimes a difficult gift is given to us, and that can be an opportunity to rise to the challenge. Look, it's unrealistic to think that everything in life is butterflies and rainbows. But instead of thinking about things happening to you, can you take a moment to be grateful and see what is working for you in this moment? I really love in this chapter when the Dalai Lama talks about being grateful for your enemies. He says they are our most precious spiritual teachers because they help us develop our spiritual practice and cultivate equanimity in the face of adversity. This is such an important lesson because it's unrealistic to think that you will never take issue with another human ever. But what you can do is take that person, conversation, or situation and think about what the lesson is for you there. In this chapter, they talk about a man named Anthony Ray Hinton who spent 30 years on death row for a crime he didn't commit. When he was finally let out of jail, an interviewer asked him if he was angry at the people that put him in jail, and he said no. What he said next beautifully ties into forgiveness, which we talked about last week. When Hinton said he wasn't angry, the interviewer asked him how that was possible when they took 30 years of his life. He said, if I'm angry and unforgiving, they will have taken the rest of my life. He went on to say, The world didn't give you your joy, and the world can't take it away. I refused to let anyone take my joy. When you are blessed to see another day, that should automatically give you joy. So if you're asking if gratitude can make you happy or cure your anxiety or make you less depressed, I invite you to reframe your thinking. Instead of focusing on the negative aspects of life, Choose to appreciate what is positive and see if that then shifts those things which have been causing you trouble. Release the expectation of what you're going to get out of showing gratitude and instead see how it feels to just show appreciation for what you have in your life. I think you will see a direct link between being grateful and having less stress or depression and more peace in your heart. If you know anything about me, you know what a big fan of journaling I am. I think by putting pen to paper, it shows the universe that you are serious about whatever you're writing down. It can take as little as five minutes or as long as you feel like. You can do it in the morning or at night or in the middle of the day. It doesn't matter. What you are doing by writing down things you're grateful for is you are training your brain to rewire to see things in a more positive way. We are born with negativity bias. We can't control that. But what we can control is whether or not we choose to let that define how we see the world. By making a point to see what's good and what's working for you, you will be able to identify more of those things 
more quickly. You will see the benefits of this immediately. So if you're someone that needs instant gratification like I do, you will love this exercise. You will feel that instantaneous shift in your body, which will spread to how the world unfolds in front of you. I can't wait to see how this changes your life. Don't waste this precious time. Be happy because you choose to be happy. What you focus on will expand in the most beautiful ways. Until next time, when we talk about joy, pillar number seven, compassion. Thank you for listening and have a magical day. If you love conversations like this, I invite you to head on over to my free Facebook community where you'll find like-minded people who are also interested in living their best lives. If you've struggled to be understood or feel like your friends never quite got you, you no longer need to feel alone on your journey. This is a safe place to show up as your authentic self and connect with others as they do the same. We provide love, support, and resources to you knowing that the best is yet to come. Join us in the Best Days Ahead community on Facebook by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio. See you in there.